0: Hey, and welcome to the Arista Gamer podcast for February 2013. Sorry about that echo, we just moved into a new house and nothing is right. I am Colby, and today I'm joined by both Devin and Casey.
1: Like usual.
0: As usual. And today is the day after Sony's huge announcement yesterday. Uh, The PS4, uh, as we all knew, uh, is coming. Uh, We got to see what the controller is going to look like. We got to see some of the new titles, get a whole bunch of specs on it. We didn't actually get to see the console, which is kind of strange. Um, but but all the other information sounds good, so let's sort of dive into this extravaganza. To start off with, um, a PS4 has an x86 processor, which I thought was really interesting because up until now, most game manufacturers except for X, the original Xbox have gone with um, non-standard processors, so PowerPC uh, stuff that IBM has built for them um this is the i, I it, as far as i know this is the first time they've used an x86 processor now that means a couple of things uh if you don't know what x86 means basically any processor that runs on your desktop is probably x86 uh intel makes them amd makes them a few other smaller companies makes it but it's just a, an architecture a processor architecture so you can imagine now if you're on the same processor like so your code has to be compiled for each for each language so for if you're on the same if you're on the same language as PC, whenever you're on PS4, you can you can see how that may ease the transition of, of maybe a, a PC only developer saying, "Well, you know what? Maybe we can start developing stuff for PS4." And that's actually what we're seeing. Uh, we got a big announcement from Blizzard that they're going to be bringing uh, Diablo three to PlayStation four, um, and we can talk more about that later. But th- it's pretty interesting that that now PC developers have the option to go to PS4, and it's going to be easier for them. And they don't have to compile two different sets of code, presumably. I don't actually know that, but, I mean, for, the, for architecture's sake, uh, one should run on the other.
1: Did they say um, which company is making this processor, though? Uh, I
0: don't, I don't think they did. It's been rumored—well, okay, so they didn't say what company they picked, but the only x86 processor company that has what they call an APU is AMD.
1: I would have figured they go with AMD just for cost effectiveness because I don't think a PS4 will need hyper threading on it from Intel. So I would have figured they go with that option just because I mean they are very good processors, but they're also um, a lot cheaper as compared to uh, other Intel ones. Just because they don't need the same kind of capabilities out of that processor for a strictly or for a strictly gaming console as compared to a PC that's doing a whole lot of other functions at once. I.
2: I wonder if they're also doing this to be a little bit more developer friendly towards console gamer, uh, public console, uh, established console publishers, because they've had to do uh, multi-platform projects where they can make more money off of it. So in doing, in making this move to an x86 uh, processor, they can let uh, they can go to developers saying, "Hey, look, you can easily transfer this from PC to PS4 and back again if you want." and we, you can make more money while giving us a really awesome game. This
1: could also open up being able to develop certain things like DLCs, or not DLCs, uh, mods and things. Like say you're playing Skyrim on, or the next Elder Scrolls on there, and you're able to download a whole bunch of that huge community um, uh, mods right onto the PS4, even though it's
0: developed online. It's a lot easier to get a hold of because it's open up for them. So, Yeah, exactly. I, I see That's a lot
1: of potential here
0: that's really interesting because now all of a sudden uh, every everything that is compiled for a a, a a a excuse me code base on PC is also available to PS4 presumably i mean we don't again this is we we don't actually know right, this but yeah. it's x86 architecture i mean it's communicable between processors it should be communicable between uh you know between uh, between the processors so uh, you may not be able to you know boot up your game on Windows I, I would seriously doubt that <laughs> um, Windows on the ps4 there's something I'd want That's right maybe Windows 8 may, maybe won't fail Cause, so cause hard. then I could say I bought a computer and
1: then it would make no sense anymore.
0: <laughs> that's right and um, so along with the x86 processor the APU um, is known for giving a lot of graphics uh, potentials. Uh, a, a lot of graphics potential to to uh, you know whatever system you're on. So generally you have the CPU to do um decision making and then you have the GPU to run simple math. Well, what they can do with an APU is they can turn uh what should be graphics cores into uh, decision making. So uh it, it's pretty interesting that they're going and they're pushing the limits uh I guess they're not really pushing the limits of PC but they are pushing the limits of console with this with this sort of technology.
1: Yeah, also with their graphics capabilities, um, I know they're going to be using the uh, GDDR5 uh, RAM for memory. Is that the memory that they're using for the console straight up or just the dedicated memory for the graphics? Because I can't even think of a card that uses 8 gigabytes on the for dedicated graphics.
0: Oh no no. Uh, so the eight so there's eight gigs of RAM. Uh, we don't know if it, I don't I don't remember if they announced it, if it was DDR three or two. But I know that the that the graphics card does have GDDR five uh, and GDDR five is just is specifically for graphics cards. Um, but there right, like, right. like Devin said there is eight gigs eight. Okay yeah. Gigs. It is
1: eight, yeah all right. It was eight gigs of the GDDR GDDR five yeah. Eight gigs dedicated for graphics alone. Good. God, that's awesome.
2: Well, I think that it showed really well when they did. Uh, Quantic Dream d- did their demo of all the lighting and effects that they're incorporating into their new system and the Luminous Engine from Square Enix, and all the trailers they had. They showed how, like, how much of a step up this is going to be from the PS3, because it showed all of the the you could see different lighting shader effects. You know, it, it's things that we've talked about before. But you could always you could always see a a difference in detail if you pay attention hard enough,
1: yeah, when they dropped the over one million separately rendered particles onto this map at different levels and everything just all over this map that ended up having its own kind of physics engine and everything, and it, everything just dropped crystal clear. There was no lag whatsoever on any
0: part of it. I was just my jaw dropped it looking at that., yeah. it was so cool. Um, uh, so another thing that I'm wondering about is, I mean, they have 8 gigs of, of, uh, of graphics RAM. I'm wondering if they're going to be using some of it to do higher resolutions. So 4K, I mean, I know 4K TVs are still, you know, they're in their infancy, but if, you know, we can get a firmware update for the PlayStation 4 to do 4K graphics, I mean, that's that's future-proofing expect, for Firefly. Yeah, exactly. Or, yeah. I would
1: expect that out of them because they're really banking towards this. I mean, half the, the friggin' event was all about instantaneous everything, and, you know, we'll talk about that here in a little bit, but with being able to be having all this kind of redu- reduction in loading times and everything, they're gonna be future-proofing this to a pretty good extent just to be able to keep up with what they're going to try and build out of this little console that's just an engine that can
0: yeah
2: and it's, it's powerful engine yeah it, right it, it
0: really is i mean this console is better arguably better than um, I, i'm gonna say probably 80 percent of gaming pcs out there i mean you know, obviously not mine, this, but... This
1: thing's going to have more memory than my thing, guys. I'm seriously thinking about putting in another 6 gigs of RAM just to make it 12 so I can say it's more than my PS4 because that's just... Man, that, that's a pride thing.
0: <laughs> yeah,
2: really. I, I think that um, what's going to be interesting is how they incorporate... How developers that are uh, making games now look at this technology and ask themselves, how are we going to utilize this much power for our game? Because right, uh... well, well, because I mean, we're seeing things like you know, uh, games still coming out for the PS3 um, and 360, and this still kind of like uh, uh, transition into the next generation. So I think that now, now that they've announced it, and they've and they've, you got developers that are secretly working away in their factories or workshops. um, They're going to ask themselves, how can we best use all this power? To make a game, and I'm curious to see what you know. Like, Bungie's announced Destiny, which looks cool, but I want to see stuff like you know. I want to see what EA and Activision have up their sleeve. You know, if oh man, Madden Fifteen, I can't wait. Just imagine, imagine like the next Mass Effect. (laughs) Oh God, yes. Like, think about that for a second. Just, just imagine all of the shading and all of the graphic uh, fidelity from PS4 with a Mass Effect game.
1: Man, Bioware would eat. Up this console for breakfast
0: and just use everything they can
1: out of it i exactly oh, that made me more excited just think about bioware i love those guys
0: yeah yeah i mean also yeah. i mean you can imagine uh madden madden 2015 all of a sudden you're throwing a million footballs at the same time
1: Crazy. <laughs> that's a <laughs> game i would actually play just to be able to throw that many footballs at one guy <laughs> and then i would promptly return the game because it was
2: just one moment.
0: <laughs> be like yeah the, the mo- moment would it's over. Be there.
1: That's the point. That the moment would be there and i haven't had that moment before so that's a step well, up.
2: Well, let's talk about the controller. I find i find the controller kind of interesting.
1: I love yeah. the controller. I I love the dual uh, design. I, I... Do agree that the Xbox style controller being a slightly bit larger, and especially since I have larger hands, it, it really works. But I always love the PlayStation controllers, and the Dual Shock design has just been great. It's been very very fluid for me, and so the way they're having that touch, kind of view touch screen in the middle of it is I, I can see that working very well, just because it's right near where the thumbs will be on the joystick, so it can be a very fluid transition back and forth. You're not. Flumping around on the controller all the time
0: yeah and it seems like uh the only problem that i have with it is that the, i think they could have pushed it a little further um because they have it as a touchpad but it's not a touch screen so it's not actually displaying any information i saw this really cool um this uh like gif on reddit that was um it had the prototype controller and then in the middle it just lit up with what the cross media bar was so you could just swipe and pick your stuff from there that would have been really cool <laughs> I, I yeah. think
1: they, I think they were doing that just because of the space. Because the DualShock is a more refined, uh, slender kind of control, and so if they actually went with a screen and everything, the power consumption out of the controller, because you know they've been using them wireless for a while now, and it would really. Diminish on the uh, power supply or not the power yeah. supply, the yeah, battery supply, and it's a very tiny screen. So being able to actually look at it when half the screen is being covered up by your thumbs, it just I, I can see why they wouldn't go with it just because the yeah. space was not there.
2: Well, that and then it's also a good way of showing, hey, look, we are incorporating a new style of inter-, inter interactivity for the player, but it's not something you ha- uh, developers have to. To, to to make a game four. Like here's here's a controller. You can have something touchscreen related if you want, but there's still the classic, you know, DualShock controller that you can that you've been working with for the past what 10, 15 years. Oh, yeah, since PS1 for almost 20 since years PS1. now. PS1. Yep. You can you can do this and it's fine, but if you want to add a little something extra that uses the touchscreen, something like interacting with your menu or some extra little thing that adds a gimmick or something, then you can. Yeah. Um,
1: I actually just had a thought, kind of going back on the x86 processor. um, I can understand. There's been a little bit of an outcry for that and uh, when I was doing a little bit of reading today. Because by having a completely different hardware setup with that kind of a processor being more Mm -hmm. like a PC than what they've used in the past... Then the problem with that is that the PlayStation Network, games that you've downloaded and bought on there, are going to be only usable on the PS3. You can't actually log on to your PlayStation Network and have something like you know some of these games that you've downloaded straight from there without having a disc that you still can't put those onto the PS4 because it's an entirely different setup. Yet at the same time, I kind of expected that because... To me, that's downloading a game on their network versus having the disc. It's it's still a game for the PS3, and we haven't had backwards compatibility with consoles for the last couple of generations of consoles. So, but, I really, I mean, there's been some outcry, but I think there's been more outcry than it's necessary.
2: I, that brings up a good point, though, um, because when they introduced Gaikai, and I, Gaikai had their uh, set piece talking about the network, um, they first introduced. Uh, the idea of like uh, streaming your um, PS4 games to your PS Vita, which sounds cool. But then they brought up a cl- uh, the cloud service, and they were the first. Uh, when I listened to them talking about the idea of being able to log on to a, cl- uh, a cloud network or a server and be able to download and play almost any game, eventually play almost any game on your PS Vita, I feel like that would be a great direction for them to go. And if you could, if you could eventually do the same thing on the PS4, that'd be great. But yep. It's it's essentially going to be the idea I, of you can if if they incorporate it in steps and you know by the end of I don't know next year or something you could you could sit there and play I don't know Kingdom Hearts two and then Dark Souls two on your PS Vita that well, sounds like a better plan than I agree backwards well, compatibility
1: yeah well I think I don't know what I know that with the PlayStation Network games I think that's more good geared towards the games that were developed for PS3. If we're talking about the older games like, you know, Kingdom Hearts or, you know, being able to download Final Fantasy 7 or whatever on there, I have a feeling that's going to be able to be done. I mean, not at first, but all it takes is a little bit of development of an emulator like they have with their network, be able to play it. You know, FF7. Because if you have FF7 discs, obviously they're not going to play on this console. But you can download them. And I've been playing that the yeah. older games will be easily transferable. I just think that it's going to be the PS3 titles themselves that aren't going to be able to download. I mean, you can download Gran Turismo 5 onto your PS3, but you're not going to be able to play that on your PS4 because that was developed solely for this console. Oh, sure. So...
2: I just think that with with Gaikai working on all saying they're trying to work on these things that they that they've promised. You know, it's all promises at this point. But it, it, if it does come to fruition, you wouldn't have to worry about playing it on your PS4 as much because if you have a cloud service you can pay for to get all the games on your PS Vita, I would take I would take the PS Vita and be like, oh cool, I'm set, I have like thousands of games I want to play. Yeah.
1: Well, we'll I'll have to see where they're going to go with this transferring thing back and forth to Vita. I can tell that they really, really want to bank and build on top of this kind of idea, but I'm going to still wait and see where they're going to go with this because I still haven't even thought about buying a Vita and deal with it.
0: Yeah, I mean, (laughs) so the thing that the thing that's interesting also about Gaikai is that this is PlayStation. (laughs) This is PlayStation essentially admitting, no, we are not going to do backward compatibility on this console. Now, I don't know if they're going to be able to do backward compatibility with PS3 and PS1 discs. I don't know. They they didn't say anything about that. But at at the very least, for the PS3, they've just came out and said no, it will not be backward compatible, which is something that's not like entirely unreasonable. I mean. Uh. And Nintendo uh, has kept backward compatibility with one generation since, uh, I think, uh, Wii. Yeah, Wii did it. So, that, so uh, it so was Wii and Wii for,
1: for one generation. I'm glad we, I'm glad we did yep. the math on
0: that. Yeah, and uh, and PS2 did it. PS3 sort of tried, and they failed really miserably because they tried. They, they promised that they were going to do it, and then they just couldn't. Um, at the very least, with Gaikai, they came out and they said, okay, we don't have anything finalized yet, but we are going to try our best to, to stream ps3 games to you on your ps4 instead of you having to download and play them now i don't know if they're going to be able to do like a playstation 3 emulator because it took quite a long time if you remember to get like playstation one games on the ps3 it took a long time so i don't know if they're going to be able to get ps2 games on there or not yeah (laughs) um I do. I did like
1: that there was confirmation with the the big rumor going around with all of these future generation. Well, not all future generation consoles. I mean, more of the Xbox Five Twenty Three Thousand and the PlayStation <laughs> Four. That that you're going always going to need an internet connection to be able to play because, especially with the PS Four, since they're going towards this very, very, so, very simple and social networking. With your gaming, you know, with their, with being able to share videos and being able to play someone else's game through the internet for them in case they're stuck or something, which is awesome. We'll come to that later too. But that you're always going to need a internet connection just to just be able to sit at home and play a game, even if you're doing single player alone. And thankfully, they confirmed that that's not going to be necessary. That in the end, you know, there are still going to be people that are antisocial when it comes to their gaming, or they just want to have some chill time alone. That they don't have to have the internet; they can just turn it on like a
0: regular old gaming console and play away. So mm-hmm. it's not a problem. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so the other things that that get that I mean, Gaikai I think is going to enable us to play a whole bunch of stuff. Um, you know, like I hopefully the entire library. That's what they. That's what they hinted at is. You know, we have made all of these great games. We want to continue leveraging them, which is a smart business idea for sure. Yeah. Um, but in addition to Gaikai, the other cool thing that they have is they... so. The th- the theme that they sort of ran with for this entire presentation was um was to get you in quickly. It's it's simple and as a result it's fast. An ecosystem. They kept saying
1: ecosystem this whole time. The PlayStation ecosystem.
0: That's right. Well, yeah. you know the PlayStation rainforest was dying up until a yeah. few years ago.
1: Yeah, and we we need to re- develop the PlayStation biodome to get an ecosystem going before we lose our PlayStation jungles.
0: I. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, <laughs> I but don't I really call Polly Shore to- this time.
1: Oh god, I want to. That's that's the whole point of this Call well, Poly Shore now.
2: Well, Have see, him represent Sony. I think I think the idea was to, to to promote similar to Nintendo did with like the Game Boy Advance and the GameCube and the Wii and the DS is obviously they're trying to promote both their devices as something they can interact with each other instead of being yeah. separate separate instances of more or less similar games. And that's where the whole like sharing and playing thing comes in, where you can play, you know, PS3 games or stream PS4 games to your Vita, um, yeah. and then if they're if they're going to move in that direction, and that's what they're trying to promote, you know, the ecosystem, then that might actually end up working well for us as gamers because we can end if the, you know similar to how they've like ported a lot of awesome games to the PS Vita that are on the PS3 and seeing how easy it is, like, and how much you don't lose and grab graphical fidelity and everything if they can do that with the ps4 and the ps vita to some degree then like the whole um idea that people that developers have talked about you know taking your game with you like playing metagore solid and then stopping and taking your game with you on your vita and just continuing the experience if that becomes a reality then that changes a lot of things especially for portable gaming
0: Yeah, it does. It's really cool, too. I mean, the Vita has a great screen. It has good processing on it, and I think if you're allowed to be able to do game streaming like they're talking about to PS4, and you can actually transfer everything to your Vita, I mean, that's going to be a killer selling point for Vita. I mean, you you can't do anything even remotely close with anything else. Um, And so they emphasized the speediness of this console. Thank you. Yes, get off the Vita. (laughs) Sorry, <laughs> I, I, I love my Vita. Uh, hey, you're the only one! There's a whole bunch of it. There's an entire subreddit speediness. of like 4,000. Anyway, uh, so okay. Um, yeah, the speediness of the console, it's supposed to be super fast. It's supposed to get you in and get you playing as soon as possible. So they have these suspend states to where you know you can just suspend the game and immediately like it's it's like a low power state on your computer so if you go into like hibernator sleep and then you flip open your laptop and all of a sudden boom everything is just there it's going to be the same thing with your console presumably unless you lose power you know everything is fine so it's great um i like that feature and i i i'm I don't i'm not sure how much i like uh the social aspect of it because they're talking about oh well we have a share button on the controller they have a share button on the controller by the way um, and they have they have this button so that you can share things online. Now, uh, some of their things I agree with
1: for like what phone apps have. Everything can be shared on Facebook now, and they're just putting it on there because that's what smart smart marketing is. I mean, I highly doubt a whole lot of people are going to utilize that. I mean, if they're going to be doing things like gameplay videos or let's play and all that, they're going to get an actual recording program for it. But it's what sells. So,
0: see, I'm not quite sure about that because. Um, a lot of streamers and casters, what they do is they just stream to Twitch or they stream to Ustream or whatever. And this automatic – this has, like, with it, Ustream uh, built in. So you, if you press the share button, you can share your That's gameplay right, screen yeah. on Ustream. Yeah. I and, completely forgot about the streaming aspect. My bad. And you can also yeah.
2: broadcast not only to your friends and to people on Ustream, uh, and you can have people, uh, like, watch you and then comment and – or have them like talk to you while you're playing the game, since they're watching you as you're broadcasting. So it's a kind yeah. of social. It's kind of a. a, a f- it's kind of they're trying to recreate uh, the whole uh, three dudes in a couch kind of thing. They're trying to recreate the the uh, essence of your friend sitting there making fun of you for dying too many times in Legend of Zelda.
0: Yeah, away, and something like that. And they're also bringing. They're bringing a lot of stuff. Uh, I guess they're they're not bringing it back necessarily so much as they're as they're. Uh, trying to create a two-way conversation here. So usually, I mean, it would be impressive enough if you could just stream your game and say, hey, look, look at this game. I'm playing it in real time. I'm playing it right now on my couch and you're on your computer watching it. Very cool. Um, But the other part of the interaction comes not only with the comments, but in other people on PS4. So if you're sitting there watching a friend, excuse me, uh, playing, I don't know, Knack. Uh, Knack was one of the games that was announced. It's a small sort of platformer, uses a whole bunch of cool stuff. Anyway. So, if you're watching your phone play Knack, and he's, you know, five levels behind you, and he just keeps dying at this part, and eventually you're just like, okay, dude, listen, you obviously have no idea what you're doing, let me take over for you. You can actually stream your friend's game to your PS4, and you can play for him, so you can take over his controller on his game and play for him as long as he allows you to, and that is so cool. That is... Really freaking cool. I and yeah.
1: I was completely surprised by that one. I had no idea that was something that they were developing that just being able to take over and play for someone else and I don't I wanna know the requirements that you're gonna have to have for that. Like if you're only gonna be able to do that through having a copy of the game yourself but actually, as I'm saying that, I have a feeling it's not going to be that way because it's just straight up taking over the guy's character through their big time social aspect, uh, social networking and everything. And then you're not actually playing through the game for him. You're just you know, playing through an entire game, you know, cheap, mean free and trying to pirate it or anything. You're just playing that section for him. And oh, God, that's just oh, words. Yeah. I love
2: it. Yeah, I uh, since Geikai said that they're move- rolling this out in stages, like at the very end, they're like, we can't do all this immediately, so we can't promise you it's all gonna happen at launch, but we'll do it over time. I wonder what they're gonna try and implement first. I wonder what I wonder what their primary goal is. Is are they gonna try and work with this whole the work with the shared experiences, all the the commenting, the the interactivity of the broadcasting, and the hopping in and out of other people's games? Are they gonna work on like the cloud service? of being able to stream games to your PS Vita are they going to work on uh, you know other kind of you know network infrastructure for the PS4 in general I mean they announced yeah. that there's going to be an, an entirely new PlayStation network kind of like they're reinventing it they have, a, they have they showed the new menu and it's not the cross media bar anymore no, um,
1: they're really streamlining and simplifying things, and I'm glad to see that because of how much they're banking on the social aspect. Because I mean, they have a pretty decent PlayStation Network after all the bugs and all the you know stealing and stuff from it stopped, <laughs> and that it, it works. But there's you know, I know at least for me, I have very very few friends on it just because the kind of, for a lot of the games that I ended up playing on the PS3 without playing them on my PC are the ones that don't require a whole lot of socializing. And so I, I, I want to see them try and be able to draw in the audience like, you know what? We're glad that you play Counter-Strike on your computer and everything, but this is a cool PS3 exclusive game that we know you'd have a lot of fun with your friends. And it, you know it, it broadens the social uh, the social aspect for that one gamer, which then in turn broadens it for everyone.
2: And just if- Just a small side note, I kind of liked how that when they shut off the menu, it looked a lot like the Xbox 360's UI.
0: Yeah, it, it really did. It was uh, more linear in that there wasn't so many boxes stacked up on top of each other. But uh, yeah, yeah it, it looked clean, just large images, just like Xbox 360. That was pretty interesting. Um, <clears throat> I mean, also, you could even say they took after uh, Windows 8, the Metro UI. It seems like there's been a whole yeah. bunch of research into user experience, and that's what users want right now.
1: And and that's good for them to actually follow along on that research, not being so bent on making sure that they stay unique to the point that they don't have something quite as user friendly as compared to, you know, what the Xbox network has or something that they're going to like, all right, you know what? This obviously is what works. This is what people prefer. So we're going to be able to use the same kind of basic idea too. They just have to be careful with it because if they cross the line and start using, you know, a grid style or something, Apple is going to come after them.
0: Yep. I mean, the other, so uh, the aspects of this, I mean, of the entire streaming thing is just insane. And being able to share with your friends is really good. Not only for gamers, but for Sony as well. Because imagine now, let's say, I don't know, Devin, I mean, you have a PS3 as well. So imagine, you know, I'm sitting on my PS3 and I'm playing Nino Cooney, Kuni. And uh, I'm like, oh man, you really got to check out this game. Well, now, instead of me being like, oh, here, I'll lend you my game or... You here, know, go here.
1: youtube or something
0: yeah here instead i can say here just hop on my u stream real quick and you can watch me play or even better hop on your ps4 and you can just play through a level or two and yeah, see how exactly. you like it
1: and that that right there makes a that makes it very, very intriguing for me because that is a lot more fun than just hopping on YouTube. Because, you know, yeah, we've been using computers for so long now that may be a little bit faster. But now you're able to do this while still interacting with a friend as if they're hanging out in your house right there. And so, it, you know, it, it makes it a lot more interactive and it connects with the gamer that way. And I yeah. I love that.
2: I think they're also kind of, at, uh, kind of nodding towards the idea of like word of mouth press. Because, you know, obviously publishers and developers work take a lot of time and effort uh, advertising their game and marketing it to as many people as they can. But I think they've, they're they kind of admitting and then trying to, uh, you know, kind of work around the idea that there are some games that just get really popular because all their friends say it's amazing. And so it spreads everywhere, you know, Minecraft and indie games like Antichamber. Like, you talk about them a lot to your friends and you tell them you need to play it instead of, you know... And like you said, instead of having to have them go watch a video or, you know, have them, you know, borrow the game next time you see them, it's just, hey, are you on your PS4? Come watch this or come play for a few minutes.
1: Yeah, Antichamber is actually a great example of that. The only reason I ended up buying it is because when Nick told me about it... It was on sale on Steam, and you know it was on sale for like you know ten or twelve dollars or something. And he really built up the hype on it, and and yeah, it worked out then because I really trust his opinion when it comes to games like this and the way that he hyped it up. I I really believed him and everything. I watched a couple of YouTube videos, but they didn't really get the point across to me as much as being ill after playing through the you know, I guess I can't really say level for anti-shamer but after playing through it just a little bit, I was really seeing where this game was going, and that drew me in, and that made me really glad that I bought it. That's not gonna say the same for every game out there. You know, I can end up buying another ten or twelve dollar game. I played a little bit and they're like, you know what? This is kinda of fun and all, but I kind of wish that I could have found a demo version of this or something, but you know, YouTube made it look good and it ended up being not what I wanted. Now you're able to avoid that altogether with this PS4 thing, and it really, really connects
2: well. Well, that's the other thing that they, that, uh, they announced. Uh, a small part of the PlayStation Network updates and changes is that they're going to make sure that you have a demo for every game, similar to Xbox Live. That They kind of said that we want you to be able to try a game and not have to worry about being... Feeling bad for about buying it, they they're gonna have a game uh, demo for every game that's gonna be on there, and uh, I want to talk about a little bit about the background processing. They they finally, I think Xbox been uh, Xbox has has had this since their newest iteration of the 360, but they're you know in, they're saying that they want to be able to. Have you play start playing a game the moment you start downloading it? Where you're playing, you know, little pieces wait, at a wait, time. Wait,
1: wait, wait, wait. Three sixty already has it where you start downloading it at one percent of a download for a game, you can start playing it. No,
2: no, they have background downloading where like you can t- you can download something and have the P- the three sixty off and you'll it'll still download. Oh, or you can so, yeah. does that too. Yeah, yeah, okay.
1: PS3 does that too. What the thing that makes the PS4 unique and this is what you were getting at. And I'll let you get right back to it. I just want to clarify is that for them when it comes to DLCs or just full-on versions of the game, it starts downloading it, but when you come when it actual games and especially with how big they are, you know, the several gigs worth of data that they have, it could take a long time for the full game to download before you start playing. What they're advertising is being able to start playing it the moment it starts downloading and you're gonna be able to just kind of start working your way through that game as it finishes downloading.
2: I really like the concept, but I'm honestly a little skeptical about how well they're gonna implement that because that requires a really good internet connection on on the player's part. You can't because that- if, if, you, if you have a good internet connection, sure, you can download at, like, 25 or 26 megabits per second, and or, you know, 30 or 40, depending on if you have, uh, you know, Fios. Um, then you can sit there and play, you know, you can get through a third of the game, and it'll be done by the time, you're, by the time you, you know, play 20 minutes of it. But if you don't, then you're going to get to, like, five minutes in and then have to stop waiting for the next part to download and then do it again. And I think that'll be a, very, a, a worse experience than just waiting.
0: To, to have it all at the same time. Or, <clears throat> the alternate to this is that instead of... So, while you're downloading the game, all of a sudden... So, I purchased the game. Let's say it's Call of Duty Black Ops 3. Um, so, I purchased Black cool. Ops 3. Um, it's downloading to my PS4 right now. Uh, I've got the unlock code, and so it, it's registered that, to me, I have unlocked this game. All of a sudden, it becomes available to me on Gaikai. So... I can now stream the game via Gaikai, play the game, but all of my save files are local. So the second that I stop playing the game or that the full game becomes available, I can switch over to it and pick up right from where I left off with all my local files. Oh,
2: I hadn't thought about that.
0: That is that is That would be neat. Yeah
1: uh i'm also just curious how they're going to be achieving that because i know for you the only example i can think of is on the computer you know you start if you're ripping a uh, movie from a dvd onto your desktop or something and it's you know when it comes up to about 10 or 12 percent on there you can't just start playing the movie from the very beginning and then it'll start playing through all, all the way through to the ends while you're finishing the download just because the all it doesn't it it's not linear when it comes to the download. You're going to have little bits and you're going <laughs> in the sounds as you're trying to start the movie. You have to wait for it to finish downloading. So I'm wondering how they're able to completely, I guess, reinvent the downloading process that it's completely linear to where well, you start playing a game and you can play the full on game without lags or without bad rendering or anything as it's finishing downloading.
2: I don't think they're going to re- try and reinvent it. You can do it with P2P services. Like play uh, like or server server client services can optimize starting at the beginning uh, can read what the would like the video is and and start from the beginning and work your way forward down the line. Uh, it, it, yeah yeah, yeah you're right yeah. Okay. Yeah, so so it is technically possible. I think it but you make a good point that it's going to take them a little bit of it's going to take work for them to optimize um their network to do that because it's 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 not nearly as simple as just saying here's the chunk uh, a chunk of data download to the hard drive. They have to have protocols enabled with the network and with, interacting with your PS4 uh, console to have to be able to download in order and to be able to play it at the same time. And that's also true for the cloud uh, cloud streaming streaming from PS4 to Vita and the cloud services. All those things are going to have to be worked on and focused on as. Uh, as they develop them over time, because it's not something they can just easily kind of implement, uh, because it's not something they've done in the PS3, which is which what makes it very interesting and cool. But it also means that we might have to be patient about some of these services because they're gonna have to figure out and figure out ways to implement it um, throughout you know the entirety of the world.
1: I. I think that for Sony, the best option that they have upon the actual release of this console is to surprise the heck out of everyone and release it with a starting price at you know like $150 less than what anyone anticipated. It's like, here's the new PS4. Get it now for three nine, for you know $300. What? <laughs> Whoa! What? Yeah, that would be that would be insane. That- uh, that right there would get them so much – so many sales, and they would get a huge jump on this new next-generation console war. I Oh, man. I, I'm, I'm still hoping. I know it's a long shot, but I'm hoping they actually do something like that because I th- then I can – actually validate getting one without feeling like a complete jerk and guilty.
2: E3 will be the big big tester because I think now I think they do have a pretty good leg up on Microsoft by saying here they've already announced what the console idea is. They've even announced a few games. I think if E3 they show off the console and then they say, "Oh, by the way, here's all major publishers like EA, Activision, Ubisoft comes back out and you get, you know, Square Enix coming back out and saying more things and announcing more trailers, then You're gonna have a really big um, palette to work with when launch comes in holiday. Now, I think the biggest thing that that Sony has to remember and and they should know by now is that they have to have launch titles. I mean, now, yeah, granted, it's still granted, it's still we don't we we have e three, so they could very well say, oh look, here's like four other games that are exclusive to the PS four, go nuts. But I think it also does give the chance for Microsoft to come in and say, well, we have our new console, and here's all these things that
0: they were making for it. Go nuts. So Speaking of which, just real quick, no. um, so they, they had a whole bunch of developers come on stage, one of them being uh, Squeenix, and Squeenix was like, we are going to show you this trailer, and we watched the trailer, and it was the video that they showed us at E3 where they were like, oh, look, here's our new engine. And then afterward, they were like, now uh, now somebody else is going to come on the stage and talk.
2: The other and one I was like, cool,
0: this is going to be great. Maybe this next dude's going to say something. And he came up and was like, hey, uh, just want to let you guys know, I'm the director of the next Final uh, Final Fantasy, and we're going to have a big announcement. Wink, wink, at E3, look forward to it. And then he walked off stage, and I was like, did you literally just come <laughs> to an announcement to announce an announcement? Yes, he did. Oh, what my did? God. I was you... so furious.
2: Okay, no, give the give hashimoto some son some credit because a his english was probably some of the worst even yoshiono oh God, yeah, had better english even yoshiono had better english so he's probably came on stage they probably paid him to to come on stage to say that one thing he probably wanted to because they were probably talking about the next final fantasy not Thirteen lightning returns, blah 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 blah.
1: No one's excited about the next Final Fantasy, my god. Uh, it's, okay. it's
2: it's been dying so much. They're just no, beating him. It, it has it. been They're beating Think it in,
1: it in the ground.
2: Think about this. He was not the director of the next Final Fantasy, he was the director of the entire Final Fantasy series. Think about I don't this for know a second. if I'd brag about that right now, honestly. <laughs> okay, if you okay, if if you've been director for twenty years of a series and you've had to oversee like Okay, 10, 13 or 14 titles and two or three of them have been bad as a not as good well, as the other ones.
1: No, it's getting to the point now with the numbers we're at that almost half of them or at least, you know, getting close to half of them have just sucked. I mean, think about it like this way. You know, George Lucas can say he's been director for Star Wars since, you know, the first movie, but now when it comes to statistics, half of the Star Wars movies have sucked. <laughs> so I don't know if I'd brag that I'm George Lucas.
2: <laughs> okay. Back on topic. It's not get out of George Lucas right now. Let's not talk about that. I
0: um, So here's the other thing. I mean, we, we've covered most of the features of the PS3. It's about sharing. It's about streaming. It's about being quick, playing with your friends, all these great things. Also, just another quick note. There's a uh, there's going to be – standard with it is going to be a PlayStation iToy. It's a stereo camera. I don't think they're actually calling it an iToy, I- but it is a stereo camera. Kind of like the Connect. Um, and they're going to have some sort of features with it. They actually didn't really talk much about it. Um, so, you know, maybe that's, maybe that's going to be good. Uh, and maybe they just don't have anything for it and they didn't announce anything, which is okay too. So what I'm wondering now is what do you think Microsoft is going to do now? Because all of a sudden PlayStation has come out of nowhere. Cause I mean, everybody's just like, yeah, okay. PS3. PS3 is good or whatever, but, I mean, it's the same as everything else. And now all of a sudden they're like, here are all these really cool exclusive services you can get from us. Gaikai is ours. We purchased Gaikai. You cannot get this anywhere else. Yeah, that was the biggest move I think they made was by purchasing Gaikai and saying, hey, you're going to work for us exclusively. It's like, oh, man. Yeah, I mean, infrastructure. I, I'm wondering what, what Microsoft is going to do. What kind of rabbits are they going to pull out of their hat? Are they going to show us more Cirque du Soleil tricks? Oh, God, <laughs> I remember that. That was bad. <laughs>
2: oh, <God. laughs>
1: I mean, um, I just – I don't know. I mean,
0: actually, what, do, here, what do you here, think?
1: Here, here's my E3 prediction right here. And if this happens, I am going to call it now. This isn't really a bet because it's it's obvious that I'm probably not going to win this. But I'm going to call this now and if i win this each one of you have to buy me a bottle of scotch what's going to happen is sony and microsoft are going to come on stage uh, ska- are going to come on stage and they're going to announce suddenly out of nowhere that their gaming divisions are merging and the ps4 and the xbox future whatever it's going to be the same console it's going to be the same thing there's going to be one console and the nintendo it's going to be the same one
0: they're merging i'm calling it you how about this if that actually happens i'll buy you seven bottles of the most expensive scotch and then throw them on the ground set them on fire and then purchase you 14 more
1: I am holding you to that. I am holding you to that, Casey. I expect you to break even on that one too.
0: I will. I will buy you the
2: cheapest bottle of scotch I can find. And there then, you go. And, 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 then...
1: and I'll I'll present it to you in a nice gift
2: box, just so yes. I don't smash it. <laughs> yes. Okay. I, uh, honestly, I think that th- if if they're gonna work towards uh, a merger anything, no. If if Microsoft's gonna work towards <laughs> anything, they're gonna try and work. They're gonna. Uh, promote what they've tr- been trying to do, which is make the th- the next console uh, more of an entertainment hub. You know, uh, incorporating more things where it becomes like essentially your cable box, your game, your gaming device, and your um, music player all in one. I think that's what they're going to work for because the 360 has done a lot of um, progress towards having like ESPN, Netflix, Hulu, bunch of games, bunch of music, bunch of videos you can rent. And I think that, that if I I think that if they uh, make a new console that does something completely different, they're going to waste all of that. Maybe not they waste, but...
1: Yeah, because that would be a very interesting turnaround that suddenly the PS4 is gearing towards a giant socializing kind of network or ecosystem, while the Xbox is gearing more towards the entertainment hub that they're not actually focusing on the on the socializing which is what makes the 360 so dang popular is how much that you you're able to interact with friends that you're playing with them online that it's a very smooth that that's been a big selling point for 360 yeah if suddenly the roles reverse that would be funny and uh-huh. not funny in a bad way i would really like to see that happen just to be able to see what happens from that well like so, yeah
2: will obviously have socializing aspects incorporated, new ones that, you know, ob- probably PS4, well, Sony, and yeah, Microsoft both yeah. thought of. It's just
1: that it wouldn't be their focus like it was
2: with yeah, 360. exactly. But I, I, th- I think that if they pushed all of that entertainment hub kind of uh, mentality to the side, then they would be Going back a few steps because one of the things that I do like about my 360 is that it does play Netflix and it does do Hulu and it does it probably has HBO Go and it plays my games and it, I can interact with all my friends on it because I don't have any friends on my PS3. Oh. Yeah. It was <laughs> just that, kind of as sad, sad
0: as it's, that is,
1: you know, it's very sad because as you were saying, that I was realizing, you know what? I don't have you or Colby on my ps3 network as a friend and I don't,
0: yet, know, I,
1: don't nope. Nope. I don't really have an excuse for that it's just we don't play games together on that but that's also because yep. we're big pc gamers as well yeah so. yeah but still it's just <laughs> i just realized that that's that's yeah that's, and i mean bad.
0: i i whenever i think you know hey i'm gonna go play online with my friends i don't think ps3 i don't think i've i think i've played with one friend on ps3 before and that was playing with will on assassin's creed brotherhood online that was it that's, that's literally nice. the only game I've you know, ever I'm played with a
1: friend of mine, Nell, a long time ago, back when people were still playing the online Red Dead Redemption, and that was fun and all, and I met a couple of people on there that are on my network, but I haven't talked to them since the last time I played Red Dead Redemption.
0: Sorry. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, it was the games that sold you on it. With with 360, it seems like it's the platform, and it's the Facebook effect where, oh, all my friends are on this, and they're all playing with one another, and they're all talking to one another. I'd better go get this. Yeah. If there's one thing I could say, Microsoft needs to
2: streamline their chatting and party services and all their friends list stuff. They need to fix that quick, like pronto.
0: Yeah, I mean, okay. there's a whole bunch of things that I think I think uh, Microsoft could stand to do. But I do think that it's an interesting thing to to continue to try and push for the media hub thing. Because all of a sudden, that means that they've pushed themselves into a category where other consoles can't really touch them. Because, you know, <laughs> because PS3... It's all about streaming, connecting, playing with your friends and everything. Well, all of a sudden, you know Microsoft is about well, if you want to cut the cord and not have cable anymore, then you can you can go buy the 360 but it, or the the new Xbox, but it also plays games, and it also does this and it also does that, and this is the, we're trying to center your home around this one device, and we or Wii U is I mean, it's off in the weeds doing whatever it wants to do <laughs> I, yeah. I do I like the TV service. it could be way more streamlined, but I do like it. Yeah. There could be a problem if Microsoft actually is going towards the
1: full-on entertainment hub thing for you know Hulu, Netflix, continuing that kind of support, yet they still do the – you have to pay even a small amount just for basic internet usage to be able to use those services and that. That could potentially back them into a corner.
0: Yeah. That's true. Yep. Because if they're uh, I mean, focus
1: on an internet thing, yet still require you to pay ten bucks a month for the internet, then you know why would you not just go ahead and do it with the PS4 because
2: it's been free. Well, see, now that's internet. where the, I, that's where I think the cloud services will be a very big deciding factor when they get implemented. It's because say you pay, you get free internet for your PS3 or, or PS4, sorry, and then you can pay per month for cloud streaming services for all the for older games that are archived, and you can pay more for the PlayStation Plus membership and more streaming services. Well. Uh,
1: Okay, okay, see, that that I actually have a little bit of a problem with. Oh, okay, by the cloud service, you mean that the games that you're getting that are of the current generation... Because... No, I mean
2: games that are, like, older. Like, I'm talking about, like, the, when they were talking about having a giant library that you can access with your PS Vita or your PS... Uh, probably your, more likely your PS Vita. That, that I would say that would be a service that they would say, hey, pay for this because we're running servers.
1: Okay, okay, I see what you mean. Because I was yeah. about- because I was about to say, sorry, shut up, phone. Yeah, I was about to say that um, I would. I've always been really hesitant about this cloud service thing, only because I like having control on my game data. I mean, I mean, complete control. I don't like not having a disk as it is. I mean, granted, my Steam account will say otherwise, but. <laughs> it, it, I still want to have that kind of control when it comes to my console. And if I end up having to pay, you know, 10 bucks a month for internet to get access for a game that I paid for, that's just, that's just robbery. And I really have a problem with that, but that's not what you're saying here. And so no, I'm glad no. to hear that because no, like, that, it, that would tick me off. And I love Sony and I well, don't see, want to hate Sony.
2: I can imagine that a lot, what they'll go to developers and say, Hey, if you can work in streaming to your Vita as, as an, as a feature that can be possible, in your game but with Gaikai specifically they're talking about a separate service where you could say take your vita interact with an internet connection anywhere and if you're paying for the service say I want to play Final Fantasy 2 or 7 VII or 8 or I want to play Metal Gear Solid or Metal Gear Solid 3 like if you could do that on your Vita, or seven
1: or eight.
2: Uh, if you could do that on your Vita, <laughs> I would go nuts. I would buy Vita, and that would be my only console ever. Because I wouldn't. I honestly, if I could have access to that many games for for a kind of like how OnLive was, but with my Vita, then I would my Vita the Vita, Vita. the Vita. <laughs> then I, I like. It's not that I wouldn't want to play PS4 games. It's just that I I would I would go nuts thinking about all the games that i could play like i could go back and play kingdom
0: hearts kingdom hearts 2 i could go back and play um kingdom hearts 1 kingdom hearts 1 <laughs> and I then replay play. kingdom hearts 2 and then play kingdom hearts chain of memories the one that actually came out on ps2 yeah i could play all these games like it, it, <laughs> all of these great games all three of these
1: great them, them.
0: oh okay <laughs> I'll, okay I I'll,
2: I'll <laughs> Metal Gear solid franchises, um, Final Fantasy franchises. Uh, all those are the big ones. fifty-seven of them. <laughs> well, those are the big ones. But think about older games that maybe that if they if they optimize for it, if they say their entire the entire library, I doubt that's going to be possible from the beginning. But yeah, I mean, I obviously it, yeah. classics like God I, I, When I heard about that, my brain went nuts. I literally just like all the possibilities.
1: Yeah, I, that would I, be I excellent. hope that they don't make that a very big, I know that they won't, but I'm, I'm still going to say it, that I hope that that doesn't become the big focus, because nostalgia and being able to play a lot of these older games that are amazing is a lot of fun, and I do yeah. enjoy it, but I also like going ahead, too, you know, I'm, I'm not going to hop onto my mm-hmm. computer and just re-download, you know, Counter-Strike 1.6, even though it is still the most widely played one of Counter-Strike, simply because of nostalgia's sake, I'm either going to do it because I'm i am going to be playing with friends or I'm playing it because I really want to build up skill on that, but I'm going to want to be playing some of these newer games too. I want to see further development on future titles. I mean, if I'm going to be Not buying sure. a Vita solely so I can play Kingdom Hearts, I might as well just get out my PS2, dust it off <laughs> and play Kingdom Hearts for free because I already have it. I don't need to play it handheld for the nostalgia factor. So mm. I think that's I think that's why I haven't really sprung for the Vita right now other than it, it just sucks because I don't i can't really justify that kind of cost when for the most part i would be
2: using it for nostalgia's sake mm, True. uh favorite game that they announced
0: so far they didn't announce that many but what, what was the one that it, it piqued your interest the most uh announced or because i mean it, technically they announced that destiny was coming too i mean but that game sure. has already been announced so i mean are, are we counting just the games exclusively announced for ps4 no, let's say anything they talked about in in the show. The, we're Ooh talking boy. about the
1: event here. We'll we'll
0: keep it at the event. Let's keep it at the event. Yeah. Um, let's. I'm gonna go with uh, it, it's gonna be Watchdogs slightly more than um, either yeah, probably Second Son. By the way, Second Son is infamous. Second Son. Um, yeah. So I don't. I, I have no idea how they're gonna take oh, this yeah, storyline yeah, any further. Right. But that's
1: cool. I, I was trying to think about Second Son, but then I realized, oh yeah, it's the infamous slash prototype slash protagonist. antagonist. yeah. yeah
0: when it, that <laughs> was such an astute observation. You were like, oh yeah, this looks just like infamous. That's because it is.
1: It is. It, it, instead of the guy going around turning into some kind of symbiote or turning into lightning man, he turns into fire ash man. It, it's fireman. Yeah, he, he's fireman now, but he's he's still running around as the. I am, you know, dark and mysterious, and I'm evil. But I'm actually not. Oh God, it's just I want to be excited for that game, but I'm not. I'm just not.
2: Um, let's see. I would say. <laughs> yeah. What, what's yours, Casey? Watch Dogs,
0: but deep yep. down, from Capcom, is kind of making me interested. Yeah. Oh yeah, actually that yeah that looked interesting too. Oh, and the oh God, I forgot about the witness.
1: <laughs> the witness, yeah, oh, yeah. That, that looks cool. Yeah, that looks
0: good. Yeah. I mean, it looks like Miss 2.0 mixed with Team Fortress 2 graphics. How could you not want to play that?
1: Um. All right. The one I'm most excited for, I'm, I'm going to have to go with Kingdom Hearts.
0: Yeah, me too. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I agree. Um, KH3, I, 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 that was okay, the one.
1: Okay. I, I, we may have mentioned the title, but I'm tr- I'm trying to remember one. Which one was that really cool-looking puzzle game that was kind of like a less poetic version of Antichamber from what we've seen?
0: Yeah, Poet- The witness.
1: That was The Witness? Okay, yeah. yeah. That's the one I'm really excited about. I didn't get to see... I, I was already gone to dinner by the time the, they talked about Watch Dogs, so I can't really say that because I don't know anything new about it, but The Witness looks cool because I really like seeing these more independent puzzle games that are going for not just the creativity but going for uh, a more of an emotional connection, too, like Portal, like playing through Portal the first time did, minus the humor, which is great, but you, know, you have a development without it being shoved into your face, or like Dear Esther kind of did, even though that was more of an interactive monologue. But still, when you first start playing Dear Esther, you get excited about it because you see where this is going, that, wow, this is a visual novel that I am playing. That is cool. And then it kind of just dragged on and ended up being a visual monologue. But the potentials are out there, and I want to see more games develop like that, which I think The Witness is doing, and I want to see that hardcore.
2: that's, That's cool.
0: I, I like the I like the idea of knack it looks it looks cute and adorable and I'll play it it looks cool um i because I, the interesting thing about it was uh, the particle physics in it whenever you break apart so you're basically this robot that can um, grow limbs and you can like grow into different sizes and everything and whenever you shrink down to your regular size you bust apart and the particle effects and physics on each of these different particles just falling on the ground looks so cool and it's rendered, it looks like it's rendered in real time it just looks awesome uh, I'm only a
1: little bit concerned about that game because I have been duped by trailers that show off like that before and it ends up, when you start playing the game, it's kind of clever, but then you realize, okay, this guy has basically four abilities and he can turn into the monster with the giant punching fist but only if this certain rock pile is right nearby, for convenience sake, and then, oh hey, look look, there's the rock pile, guess I'll try transform into big guy and punch down this door and then it could it that it ended up being not quite as creative and yeah. as open as it could be and it's just being a really linear campy kind of game that
0: just kind
1: of flops and falls apart
0: yeah that's fair so,
1: that, that's my concern i, I don't want to see it happen like that but like i said i've been duped by trailers before
0: and i'm very skeptical true yeah yeah yeah. So uh, it looks like we're uh, about out of time. Not surprised. And yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, we, we'll get to all the topics. And by all the topics, I mean we'll, we probably won't get to any of them. Anyway, uh, so we'll Man, get to –
1: right. It was just going to be you grabbing about Nina Cooney again, so it doesn't matter.
0: Oh, my God. No. Yeah. No, let's...
1: no, no. Nope, not going there. We're talking about well, anti-chamber. tell
0: you though. Oh, if we start talking about anti so cool.
2: now, we're going to
1: talk for another twenty minutes. We can okay.
2: We'll, we'll cut ourselves
1: off at ten. How about no? 10? No, no. We, 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 start yeah, we, we do need late. to end this. We do. Yeah. Okay. Well, no, we started ten minutes late, but we do kind of need to end this. It's after nine. Okay. But we definitely will talk about anti-chamber next time because I just love that game.
0: Next time, anti-chamber. Uh,
1: and Mech Warrior, God,
0: and Mech, and apparently Mech Warrior now. <laughs> Good. No, I'm glad. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you We're are. just adding it's stuff. Mad all right, Warrior. Kingdom Hearts and uh, New Kingdom and Hearts. Warrior. I don't know. You're right? <laughs> Is there even a new Kingdom? Whatever. Anyway, <laughs> if uh, if you enjoyed this podcast, go ahead and you know download our library. Follow us on iTunes or whatever. You can find us on our website. You can follow us on social media. We have a Twitter. We have a Facebook. We have a Tumblr. I mean, we get you got all that. You can come look at our videos. You can read our articles. You can give us page views. Click on stuff, and we will like you more. Colby's all of a sudden drunk. Yeah, uh, sound like it. did you, <laughs> you... drink
2: Did you drink all those bottles of scotch? See,
0: See, yeah, all se- I smashed all seven of them happen. and then I just he knows shun. it's gonna happen. He prepared. I'm telling you, merger, it's coming. Yeah, yeah. That's right. It's the PS three sixty. I yeah, I, I, I can't wait. <laughs> that works. Xbox four sixty. Alright, um, we're
1: ending this. Y'all have a good night and have a good another month of good gaming. Uh goodbye everybody. We out. So,